I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm alive. Hey, what's going on, peeps? Guess what time it is? Guess what time it is? It is Gap Cell Keenan time. And you know what that means? I love these. Oh, boy, do I love these. That means that we are trying to find someone who can sell me. So we're going to have a real live person, real live salesperson, come on here and try to sell me a real live product or service they have. If they can find a problem I have, I will buy. We have already bought two things. So people are making money doing this and they're moving their product. Now, the downside is if they can't gap sell me, they have to suffer my critique and it's painful. So, and this one is a unique one. We got a special one today. Why is this one special today? Because we're bringing in someone who's already been here. So I am not going to go easy on him. Nope, because he's done this before and he did a shitty job. Sorry, love him, love his enthusiasm, but it was a terrible job. So I'm giving him a second chance. So without further ado, let me bring in my man, Brian, and he is live. Brian, welcome to Gapsell Keenan 2 for you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Keenan, and I do appreciate this opportunity to come back and sell you again. Please. You remember why? Do you remember what happened? Why you gave me a second chance? Because you asked for it. Nope. Why did I give you a second chance? Somebody in your audience said something about the cool shit that I was working on. Oh, all right. Do you well, that? No, yeah. I don't. So yeah. I just remember you asking, like, all right, let me be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I thought that's kind of a good way to kick off, right? Because uh, obviously, as I just want to let everyone know, like, I'm a video tech consultant, right? I work in the media entertainment business with a lot of video technology. And I've kind of done some, some cool stuff in that business. I found myself competing against a, a bunch of companies that have raised, you know, 30, 40 million bucks. And so I decided, look, I'm a B2B guy. I've got this video tech. Why don't I pivot this towards sort of enterprise? And I started looking at LinkedIn, and I, and I saw you pop up, like, you know, whatever, three years ago. And as a media and entertainment guy, one thing that you did that was just so impressive, you, you did what I, what I call, what I sort of, you know, coined as a single take, which would be, and I remember you on the ski lift, for example, in, in Aspen or uh, Colorado, wherever. Vail, yep, Vail, yep, yep. Yeah, and you just used to pump me up, and, and I could just see your LinkedIn going like this, and you're just pumping everybody up. And back then, I kind of made a little calculation that, oh, LinkedIn Live is going to just take off. They're going to use a B2B approach. They're going to become the the YouTube of the business world, if you will. And at that point, I thought, man, this guy's just a rocket ship, right? Um, and then you're super talented, as I say. And I saw you then in Manhattan Beach interviewing the police chief of Manhattan Beach. I'm sure you caught that one, right? Um, super great content, man. Like I'm watching. It's like, oh, feels a little bit like, you know, well, you know, I was going to say Charlie Rose, but I guess we don't want to do that one right now. But anyways, you, you were pretty good. And um, but you had like 50 viewers, right? And I thought, well, there's, there, that's, that's, that's sort of a little bit odd to me. Now, there was a little bit of discussion, and I apologize if I offended, but we were also doing this, you know, Black Lives Matter. We got George Floyd, which has impacted everybody so deeply. And I just looked at that, and I was like, there's, you know, there's something off here. And in that case, what I think it is is that an underappreciation maybe of like LinkedIn didn't do that. They have 
a huge revenue stream with marketing and recruiters, et cetera. And they've kind of not decided to become the YouTube for business, in which case I think that's one of the reasons why you had uh, that kind of low set of views. But so I wanted to ask you about that a little bit. And I also want to dive into a bunch of stuff um, that you do engage your audience. You just recently started using text community, I think, right? Is that, mm -hmm. is yep, that yep. something that works for you? To find, yeah, yeah. Who it knows, works. right? Like, yes, it works. Yes? Because yes. yep. I personally, so here's a question for you, Keenan. I personally, and I know everybody's different, right? Everyone feels differently, but a lot of people, at least in my peer group and me for sure, I don't really want anything in my text message box except for like really important shit and no disrespect but your stuff's a little more like to me feels a little more like the email newsletter that you can get to periodically etc right so i kind of wanted to just sort of explore a range of things of how you're connecting with people why you're not using email whether you really think text is the right way to go is that is that something you can help me out with Okay, so be more specific in your question. Well, I, I'm just curious. You're going into texting. You're going into Clubhouse, right? You're on LinkedIn. And I, I, I want to know where you go to, like, own your audience, where you can go to reliably get people to tune in because you've told them tune in. And I see now you're using text, but I just Link, am not link, a believer LinkedIn, LinkedIn and uh, community are the most reliable to get people to, to actually do shit. Like community, what do you? What's your response rate? How many people signed up for community for your community audience? You've got like forty thousand LinkedIn followers, right? Yeah, so I haven't done the best job, but I I, I got about five hundred people right now, and I can get almost every one of them to do. Well, everyone's a stretch. It, it's getting to the point now where I put something out and people respond instantly. Yeah. Do you think you're annoying anybody in your audience with that? It's it's um. It's uh, first of all, I don't give a fuck. And number one, and number two, it's um, opt in. You don't it's give opt a in. fuck. So, you don't, so, wait, wait, hold on. You don't give a fuck about your audience? Not on community. It's opt in. Don't opt in if you don't want my shit. So, no, I don't care. Well, I opted in. I opted in. I got a free, I got, I opted in. I got a free, t yeah. What? You opted in, you got a free what? I got a free text for a, a free seminar that I clicked on immediately and it was already sold out. And then well, everything it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good, I guess, right? So kudos to you. But I've sort of get, like, I just wonder, look, here's the question, Keenan. Wouldn't it be cool to ask your audience? Oh, now, you, they, uh, 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 now you're doing it again. Self-diagnosis. Dude, I'm what? telling you, you were, doing, you were making the exact same mistakes. What you are you talking about? What you're are you asking, talking about? Wouldn't it be cool if? Wouldn't it be cool if? Right? That's here's the question. Do you know how much of your audience is annoyed by text? Do you no. know if that's the right do you know if no, that's because right it's opt-in. It's opt-in. So if they don't like it, they can leave. And my numbers aren't dwindling. They're going up. So the few people that come on and decide for themselves, hey, you know what? I don't think I like this and unsubscribe is far outweighed by the number of additional people that I get. And anytime I send a text, how many responses I get. And what about email? What about what's your response rate on email? Because most uh, like, you know, just so you know, Substack, have you heard of Substack? Are you going to tell, look, you're doing it again, Ring. You're absolutely killing yourself. You're talking too much and you're not letting me answer the question. You literally just said, what is my response on, on email? And I was about to answer it. And then you started, you want to tell me about subtext. So you want to start going to tell me something. How many people respond to your emails? You know, I don't know how many, I don't know how many people, I guess I could look it, I could look it up. I don't know that Brady does that every day. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to go look that up. And what about Clubhouse? I, I literally just did my very first clubhouse this morning. So I have no data to say if that's going to work or not. 
Hey, Keenan, I got a question for you. One of the yeah. most successful things that you've done, and I'm just basing this on what I hear you saying, right? Like, I know you have problems. You told me you have a problem identifying your viewers. Well, last time I said, hey, would it be cool if you could capture the emails, Not, notwithstanding a bad question? Mm-hmm. You said, oh, capture emails of my viewers. Like, I like that, right? So, and then you said you're having a tough time getting people coming on here to do gap sales, right? I'm curious about why that is. Why do you think it is? so tough for you to get people on here to do your gap sales it's free training like i'm like fuck yeah i'm all yeah, over this so shit. I, I think it's a couple things I, I didn't well i know they have a problem we we I, look our biggest problem is we have so much going on that's our biggest problem i can't get through everything but um when i when i have time to focus on um marketing it and promoting it and saying hey who wants to do gap selling we almost always get some people or gap sell keenan but i don't always do that i don't do it enough i'm not on it enough so that's partially my fault um, where I'm getting a new admin. So I'm going through that whole process now of switching admins. So she, the new one's been training and, and she's been buried trying to understand everything. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, I mean, let me I mean, I can't say we have a hard time getting people on here. <clears throat> yeah, here's a good what, example. What's, like, what's your return? Like how many, so I, I read your book pretty thoroughly a couple of times. I bought it twice, by the way, um, one, one physical and one on the Kindle. Let me just do the obligatory so you know I've done my homework here. I believe um, you. And uh, it seems to me that one of your big case studies, one of your big clients you write about in the book, and uh, you say you had an RFP, and uh, three of the four had written a book on the subject. And apparently you had also written a book, but it was a previous book. And you were given a talk about a previous book, and that's how you landed this big client that you ended up writing about in your book. Is that right? Yep. So it's basically the way you got some of your marquee clients, you wrote a book you, and you did some speaking engagements, right? So here's my really tough question, Keenan. It seems to me that you've got kind of a, two different paths that you might be chasing towards, right? And one path is writing books and being a speaker and developing great content and audiences. Okay, Bobby. I mean, Brian. Sorry, yeah. Brian. I keep calling you Bobby because I grew up with a kid named Bobby Ring. But anyways, Brian, listen. Every time you say it seems to me is a hint that you don't know what it seems to me, right? So I want you to, right now, I want you to stop thinking about your product. I want you to stop thinking about solving anything. I want you to stop thinking about solving anything and find out what problem you can get me to say I'm having right now that you're gonna fix. Stop the future state, get out of solution mentality, to find a problem that Keenan or a sales guy is having today that you're going to solve. But I need to know one thing about your business, which is, are you writing books? Because you're killing it, making writing books, it seems, right? You're obviously killing it, making speaking engagements. But I hear you talking, somebody came on last time about how you're going to scale this business. And you're basically like, well, I just started training the trainers, right? So you're training the trainers. <clears throat> so you obviously have this perspective that you're going to train these people right? And they're going to end up with the same energy and the same talent that you have. And that, I mean, I, that to me is a little, I just want to explore realistically what, whether, whether you're trying to make money by building the largest sales training seminar, right? In the world, all kinds of clients, massive audiences, or whether you think your value is better served by sort of generating mostly about you, but larger audiences, I'm just curious about that decision, why you decided that the way to get more money and profit, which I assume is somewhat your goal, 
uh, was to go down this path of trying to scale out a training operation with with your you know with your gap selling methodology as opposed to tapping into this energy uh, that you have and this talent that you have to motivate and pump people up. Just curious about that because I can't scale me. We charge we charge a lot of money for these trainings. Fuck it, we charge fifteen thousand dollars per training minimum, and then seven ninety nine a person. I can only do so many trainings. If we get 10 people on this year, and, and are they gonna have my level of energy? No, but where, where are they gonna be me? No, they're not gonna be me, and I don't expect them to be me, but I expect them to be their best versions of themselves. And yes, I fucking damn straight believe we can grow the business that way because the training process takes eight weeks, and I am intimately involved in that process, and people fail. Not everybody who wants to be a trainer can become a trainer. And so we believe that we're going to pick the best of the best. We're going to assess an audit on creativity, entertainment value. One of the people who just got her certification is a stand-up com- com- comedian, and she's hilarious, and groups love her. So the answer is yes, and within a year, we get 10 people, and they're doing – 15 to 20 trainings per uh, per year, that's 200 trainings per year on a simple average of $15,000 per training. You fucking tell me that's not a way no, to go. But you just pri- you, you're not going to get, your trainers aren't going to get the same price that you get, Keenan. Yes, they are, they are. We are. They already are. See, this is, so let me, you're wait, 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 arguing wait. with me. You're no, hold me. on, Keenan, hold on. Why can't you sell 100 attendees at, at your, at your, your, your uh, tr- there's tons of companies that would train thousands of people on a sales force. Because we, because we will not, and we made this to see, this is your problem, and you need to listen carefully. You're not understand. Okay. You tell me how I should run my business. You tell me this, Keenan. When you start a sales training seminar, do you look out to your audience and say, okay, I'm, I want to see a show of hands? Do you do that type of interaction with your live yeah, audience? Yeah, I do. Yes. And why do you do that? Because I want their interaction to understand what's going on. But you're missing a major piece right here, a major piece, because you keep wanting to tell me how to run my business and you aren't good at understanding. No, we're just in the beginning of this. You're you're interrupting me. You won't let me do my discovery. Ring, Ring. listen, we decided a long time ago that training for gap selling is not easy and that we need hands-on. People need their hands held. So we do no training with more than 30 people in a class. Period. End of discussion. So no, I am not going to do a training for a thousand people. That is not a training. That is a speaking engagement. And I'm not in the business of charging $15,000 to get a thousand people into a room to talk at them for eight hours. Our training takes eight hours. That is not a training. Our training is eight hours and it's either sectioned in four sections, four in the morning on, on virtual or in person. It's all day with lunch and breaks. And it gets no more than 25 people. So if I do a thousand people, I suck at this, but I believe that's 40 days of training. Okay, I can't do that. So yes, the only way to scale is to go get consult, uh, get trainers, train them to be experts in gap selling, and they go out and build their own business as gap selling trainers. And we get 10 this year, and we get 20 next year, and we're 30, then we get 60, 90, 100. Yes, that is absolutely the way I want to grow. Nice. Well, that's good, right? So you're not thinking about writing another book in another domain or like, like it, it's it's focused on sales, is that right? Because I also had heard in one thing, and you know, it was a while back about marketing and things like that. Like you again, yeah, you seem like a guy that can have a lot of content. Yeah. I want to do gap selling marketing next. Yes. Yeah, and and other maybe other forms of strategic leadership, right? I mean, I just think some of those things are a little bit different than really nailing down and going vertical on what you're talking about there. I which agree is with cool. that. I huh? agree with that. 
I also think that in that vein, right? So this may not this may not be well. Actually, the tool is even better for you if you have people that. So look, what uh, okay, I sell I wanna, live I wanna, audience. I want to take a reset. I want to take a yeah. time out. Yeah. I want to give you one yeah. more chance. And yeah. here's my coaching. It's the same coaching I gave you on the last one. And I want you to go back and watch this. And everybody listening here, everybody listening here, listen to to Brian what he's saying. And listen to my feedback. You keep saying what I think. You keep saying. Um, what, where I think you should go, et cetera. I want you to pretend your product doesn't exist. I want you to completely stop thinking about my future and my solution. And I only want you to get into my current state. Get only into my current state. That is my advice and that's my coaching for you. So okay, current, let's see what we can yeah. do with that. So current state, your business right now, how much of your revenue comes from that, the sale of that book? And I think you said 40,000 units. That's a lot of units. Yeah, no, we're almost at 46,000. We're going to cross 50,000 here soon. And everybody's going to know. We have, look, we're going to have giveaways. I can't wait. We are going to have a bash at 50K, just so everybody knows. Um, so I don't know. I, we get about six or seven bucks a book. But I mean, like, if you look at your, your revenue last year, right, you got these different kind of lines of business. Is your book is your book business making more money than your sales training business? Or your sales no, training business making no, more no, money than your no. book business? No, sales training is making way more than the book. Okay. All right. And and uh, so I guess the other big question I have is, are all of these free activities you're doing on LinkedIn, you're investing a lot of time and energy and effort and all this stuff, how are you getting a return on, on, on that? Like, can you just take the process of how you're getting new 90 percent of our business is still in, is inbound. From, is it from this work? Is that where you're getting yeah. – Absolutely. Yep. Can you give me an example? Like somebody you met in this thing that's like, oh my God, the guy ended up. Yeah. So people say, hey, I've been watching you. Like, sort of like you. They, hey, we've been watching your videos and they reach out to me on um, on um, uh, LinkedIn in it directly. LinkedIn, LinkedIn. I've been watching your videos. My team needs this or that. Can we help? They'll send me a uh, send me an email uh, or they'll go to HubSpot. We have a whole hub, you know, or they go to our website and then they'll, we have all these downloads of different ebooks and and content and they download those and and then we reach out to them there or, or they reach out to brady or they or we have a, a thing on our website that says contact me about consulting contact me about speaking contact me about whatever and so they fill those you know contact forms out and we get back to them and if you've been able to land more of the high, kind of high quality candidates that you i mean customers that you wrote about in that first book so yeah being on linkedin is more successful for you these days than than the book and the speaking engagements is what I'm hearing. Oh, it, all, it all goes together. It all goes together. So, you know, like, this is interesting. Um, I, I can't prove it per se, but I did, uh, I do these gap selling tips, you know what I'm saying? Where I go gap selling tip 81, gap selling tip 19. It's funny. Everybody's like, where are the other ones? I'm like, I just make up the numbers. <laughs> right. But, uh, and then they do really, really well in this, in this month, we've already sold 1200 books. Um, in the first half of the month, we, we check in the 15th and we check in the 30th. So we're on track to sell almost 3,000 books this month, two years after the book came out. And I think, you know, I can't prove it, but it just so happens to coincide with the, the month that I was writing all the gap selling tips. So, um, yes, the more active I am on LinkedIn and the more active my team is on LinkedIn, the more inbound we seem to get. <clears throat> and and you, you, you self-published that book, yeah? Yes. Have you thought about... Um... Like, have you taken it to a public, you know, have you, if you, are you thinking about another book? I'm curious about that. Yes. I'm thinking, yes. I want to do gap selling for marketers. Yeah. Interesting. 
And are you are you looking for examples of how that's going to happen? How do you write a book? Because your books, I mean, one of the things you have great examples in there, right? Your football example, your. So how do you get those examples? How do you source those examples? Through life and through experiences. Anybody in your audience? You ever get? No. You ever get no? No, no. questions from the audience. Nothing. No, I, 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 what you know? No, I'm uh, no, not for this last book. I get no. I use customers. Right. So as you can see in this book, I talk about customers. Um, and if I did use someone from a from my audience, I would most likely be it would most likely be anonymous. I would take it and twist it a little unless it was so good that I would just reach out and ask them. Right. I mean, it seems like a, a good, I, I, you know, as, as I go about my life and doing panels and things like that, I usually ask for, you know, audience to ask questions and make comments and typically get some pretty interesting stuff out of that. I mean, yeah, no, I've got earlier. good engagement. I've got good engagement. All right, this is what we're going to do now. So I'm going to flip to what you love best, okay? I'm going to give you three minutes. Everybody watch. I'm giving them three minutes now. I'm going to give you three minutes to tell me exactly what your product does, and I'm hopefully going to be able to teach you how to do a much better gap sell sale than you've done in your two tries. Because if this were a real sales call, I would have hung up. <laughs> Sorry. So again, three minutes. Tell me about your product, what it does, etc. Go anywhere yeah, you want. No, I mean, I, I, I look. I mean, it's an audience engagement tool. It's pretty simple. There's a million of them. I've got something pretty unique. It's not here. I can't demo it, and I won't, right? Because it's a discovery call. But I put the shit right in the window, right? It's pretty advanced, so that it's a little bit easier. It's not this screen share, this Mentimeter crap. And you pull it up. And by the way, on LinkedIn, nobody can ask you a question anonymously. That's it, it is, you know, Keenan, you're an outgoing guy just like me. Nobody likes to speak. No one wants to raise their hand and make a fool of themselves. That's why people don't want to come on here and gap sell, right? I think we, if you open up an anonymous loop, right, for people to have a two screen experience and send in comments, questions, do a Twitter, do a more interactive experience, you might get a sort of almost a parallel conversation. This is what's happened on Twitch and everywhere else where creators are kind of leveraging their audience, right? And I feel, you know, I don't know, you, you know, I mentioned this, it's sort of like, you know, I don't know, you, you've got this great motivational attitude, but there's also this other side of it that's sort of like, you know, trying to do the, the sort of motivational coach thing, right? And I think what's interesting about that is there's a certain audience that probably gets turned off by that. Well, and I'm, I'm wondering not how you... I'm not afraid, uh, go back, go back to your product. I'm giving you a chance, go back to your product. So, you, so your product does this thing where I can interact or engage with people during this. So right now, if I had your Easy. product, if I had your product in this call, does it work with social live? Every, well, <laughs> yes. Okay. So right now I would, would I have a screen or something? So, okay. This is where the first thing I want to do for you, right? Understanding what your thing does and, and where it plays. I don't think any of your questions are very good at helping me understand how I could use it or find a problem. So a problem that you could have asked right away was, okay, Keenan, there, I hope you're doing it because if you weren't doing it, you're not doing a good job of selling your own stuff. How many people are watching this right now? Yeah, that, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm asking you that question, Ring. How many people are watching right now? I, I don't know, actually. I don't okay, know. Okay, so if, if you had gone to LinkedIn and you had opened it up and put it on silent, like I'm doing right here, that's why I keep looking over here, not to be rude. Yes. There are 145 people watching right now, okay? Fantastic. Now, no, but it, shh, you, shh, just listen. Don't hear me. I need you to listen. This is for you. This is for you. So 140, not 146, and the, and the things are coming up like crazy. Had you got it on your phone, your iPad, and sat it next to you, you'd see them all. One of the, if roles were reversed and you were beating me up like this, I might say, wait, Brian, 
I see all these people coming in. How are you answering any of their questions? How are you getting all those people engaged right now? All the shit you see on LinkedIn would be inside this screen. You'd be seeing it right now. And your audience would see it. And yes. no one would have to look at another screen. You're, yes, I'm starting to figure that out. I'm trying to teach you how to sell. And you're not hearing me. So my point is, if you would ask that question, I would say, I can't. And then you could say, wait a minute, so you have all of these people. I'm watching the stream go flying by, and you're telling me right now that you're really not able to engage with them. And I'm like, no. Now, now, there's a, now you got my attention. Like, literally, in your very fucking call, you could sell your very fucking product. Right? I got, a whole, I got a whole list of these. You couldn't even hook up to Facebook. Once you get to multiple platforms, it becomes even harder to do that. Now my but product's even more about it. You're even moving away from where I'm trying to keep you to go. So anyways, there's one way oh, you no. could have done this. So understand that. Let's stay in this one. You, you got to talk yourself out of potential sale now. Let's stay in this one. If in social life, if I brought you, bought your product or service, what you're saying is I could see all of these things sitting here and I could engage with them right here from the social life platform. The way you phrase that, technically not quite, but the idea you have is absolutely Okay, those people, some of those people are on LinkedIn. You, you do have to get them onto this little mobile app that you own. That's going to be your place that you can pixel them at, right? So, and then if you have Facebook, Twitch, and these other ones, it's, it is. So it's a little different technically, right? Just to be clear, they're not. Okay, so, so basically what you're saying is I have to, I run this out and I put it, I say on LinkedIn, hey, I'm doing a gap sell Keenan now. And they have to stop, go to their phone, download the app. No, no app. No app. Okay, then they have to go to a web address. No, it's a, well, there's a QR code and it happens like this. And QR codes mm -hmm. are going like this. So it's actually a, a new set of dynamics that's making it a little easier to do live audience engagement. Okay. But they still, I still have to get them to go to something and sign up. It's just not easy. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely, which is why I asked about the texting, right? And and trying to understand how how you're going to own your audience, right? I want to know how you know. And maybe you're saying to me, and I'm not doing a good enough discovery. You don't need to own your audience. You just you're going to do a text, you know, and a, and a LinkedIn. I mean, I think we're down to how you define own. I don't think your pro your system has me own them any more than any other place. I'm owning them is is the full ecosystem, right? So let me ask this question then: If um. If I can get these people to go to this platform at any given time and start signing up at any given time so they know when I go live that they can uh, interact, or do I only do it? Can I have to do it? Is it a different QR code for every time I go live? No, you can. Have, you have your own page. You have your, your own page, page always mm -hmm. on. You can actually put, put it up there at any time and say, hey, go to Keenan. Well, there's another. So just what I'm offering you here is query.live slash Keen, right? Or Keenan, something like that, right? If you had a lot of money, right, we, we'd be talking about one other upsell, but I'm not going to do that right now. It's just it's just your page, query.live slash Keenan. Okay, Keenan. so the value. Oh, yeah. So what's the value to my end users? Uh, well, first of all, for those that don't want to make a comment on LinkedIn, right? It's a professional network, and so it just creates a little bit of fear. You're going you're gonna to give more. Well, see, this is the thing I asked you about, the audience stuff. So you said you do pull audiences live, which is great. So you obviously care about them. But when you're online here, you, you, you seem to say, like, I don't give a shit if my audience doesn't like text. I, I'm going to just be honest. Like, if you don't give a shit whether your audience enjoys these texts or not, right, then it's true. Like, polling them at a moment like this, 156 people, you could ask them right now. You know, I, I had, you know, I have some polls and a demo at another session could, could line up the polls. 
Do you like Kenyon's tactics? I can run a poll right now. I can run a poll without your thing right now. Well, right. There's a there, and a hundred percent. There's a million different polling and audience engagement tools. That's why these tools. Uh, this is the category of stuff, right? So I'm not I'm not doing anything new in the sense that, like, yeah, there's a robust category of this stuff. And in fact, if you're trying to you know engage your audience in a virtual format, like these things are happening increasingly. And what I've done is just just technically brought it into uh, the live stream using virtual camera, which is next gen stuff. It's nothing special. Right. It's just a lot of so audience engagement. But don't ever keep saying your stuff isn't anything special because that's going to crush your ability to sell it. And um, Norman Katz, who's Trump and who's Biden? That was funny. Who's Trump and who's Biden? And Christopher Kirschable, um, yes, we can. Although, uh, in in to to Brian's point, um, uh, that uh, I can do a poll, but I guess I have to set the poll before it starts because well, if I click the poll now, it's not letting me create a poll. At least that's not what I can see. So you learn something new every day. Bruce Alice, I don't blame you. Right. I don't blame you. Um, all right. So here's the deal. Um, I just don't see enough value in in this because I have to send too many people to another place, another place. So you got to come find me on LinkedIn. You got to go sign up on on community if you want. You got to find me here in, in Instagram. You got to find me here. And so I, I think I have enough that if you don't like text, then keep following me on on Twitter or keep following me on LinkedIn. If you like text, and you don't want to follow me everywhere. Stay on community. Um, so I think there's enough places for my people to go. You kind of got my attention with this idea as being a little more interaction. Look, I got all these people here and if I could in, get them engaged and, and have them, you know, typing back and forth and part of the conversation, I'd like that, but not to the extent that I got to stop promoting and pushing them to another place that the cost of that is, is too much for what I think they get. When I asked you, what do they get? You said, you know, they, if they're, if they uh, don't like to ask questions, they want to do it anonymous. I think that's nice. But that's too small of a segment. Okay. Yeah. Go, go. They, well, first of all, you, you get to participate in polls, which people do like to do. And, and there's another little fun thing, which is we have these little emojis, you know, and it's funny. Like, I appreciate what you do, Keenan. Honestly, and I appreciate the opportunity to come here. And so I did a lot of prep work for this. Unfortunately, like, I can't show you these little emojis flying up the screen. But it does just do this. It makes it more fun and entertaining, right? And I thought when I saw the police chief of Manhattan Beach during that George Floyd, and I saw 50 viewers, I thought, shit, we got to figure out a way to make this more engaging so that he's got right. thousands of viewers. So this is my last piece of advice to you. And I want everybody listening. Okay. Everybody listening is a gap seller and Brian, and I, I beg you to go back and watch this. And I want you to listen to your words. I want you to watch how you phrase questions. And I want you to listen to how you try to quote unquote, establish a problem. The majority of your conversation is focused around the solution. Even if it's not yours, the second majority of your conversation is around telling me, the buyer, what I should think or what I should do or how should I go about it from your perspective. You even say it as I see it, the way I look at it, right? And I'm telling you, you will grow leaps and bounds if you can flip the script and just ask very simple, direct questions about where I am right now. And a current state question is not where do you want to go today? Right. That's that's still future state. It is very if you thought if you thought that uh, the the one with the police chief of Manhattan Beach was underviewed because it was so good, then you should have just simply started there and said, Keenan, you know, you, how many viewers did you have? And I said, I don't know. And you said, well, I saw it was 50. That's it. And you would have said that seemed like a pretty important topic. Would you have liked to have more users on that? 
And I would have said, absolutely. Then you could have said, what are some of the things you did to get users to show up that? And I would have told you how. And then you could have said, so you did all of that stuff and you still only got 50 people to show up. Have you been able to get those lives to go to be bigger and grow faster? No, I haven't. Okay, let's talk. Um, let's talk about uh, other things you'd consider. Why don't you think that was able to happen? And then when you get me to realize that I can't get that to grow, and you know the root causes, as long as your product then can address those root causes, then you can say, okay, Keenan, I think we can do this. But you'd have to hit the root causes. You can't just say, well, I just think this would be cool. You have to say, reason number one, you didn't have this, we can do this for you. And it's not because you have the pretty graphics that go up, and it's not because you have polls. Because getting people to an event is what I wanted to accomplish. You have to show me how to get people to that event. So anyways, <clears throat> spend more time getting me to diagnose where I am today is going to make the biggest difference in how you position this. The biggest difference. I still even now, with the exception of having to look back and not being able to integrate with my team and you know talk to them better and see if oh shit I just lost and see if they answered some of my questions or say hey you know Brooklyn you know what what are you thinking sister what are your thoughts on this or get Ashley Gates to say oh so she says listen more than you talk and moves mountains and say what do you mean by that to get them engaged other than that. I still have no clue what problems I have that you can solve. And that means you took 32 minutes and couldn't find a problem. And I, so I think that's yeah. my advice to you. I think you'd do better if you could do that. Hey, man, you, you, you're the best. I, I love your stuff. It pumps me up. I, I, I just want you to know, Keenan, because I, I, I know you think I flubbed it up, but I, I just want you to know I've got it all. I've got all this stuff. And I'll tell you one thing is I think that one thing I did wrong here, and I'll tell you I'm going to be totally honest with you, is that uh, I think you're training? You, you know, I, I I think you're right in the in the in the in the first sense of like your training business feels to me like, and you're killing it. So great, you got these great talented trainers. Like shit, I didn't know all that. I still think then for them they need this tool more than you do. But that's a separate discussion. But I have to be honest with you. Like I I just see I just saw that, and I and I just see this talent. I just see you being more of a content, you know, keynote speaker type. But but I really appreciate you were straight up with the strategy on that, and you you, you know where you're going. So you know to that extent, uh, maybe the tool is more for your trainers than for you. But I appreciate the opportunity to come back and try again, buddy. All right, baby, you got it. Thank you, my man. Thank you very and, much. You know, I, I I hope you're okay. I told you I was gonna be hard on you. Hey, but- man. No, it's all good, and I think I, I think I've been pretty hard on you too. I wish you the best of luck, man. You're you're a great talent. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much. All right, my man. So everybody else, um, y'all y'all witnessed it here. Woo! Poor Brian, poor Brian. But listen, I hope all of y'all learned something. Look, before you can talk about your product, before you can talk about your service, before you can talk about the future state. And before you even start telling a buyer how to run their business, you would better have a solid understanding, a solid understanding of what the problem is, right? Hey, you got to give a shit about them, right? You got to give a shit about them. I, I, I know Brian's passionate. And I know he loves his product. I mean, that's awesome. But like I say in the book, nobody cares about you or your product. Nobody. You've got to find the challenges they're struggling with day to day so that they, the, the buyer, the prospect says, this is, I, can't, I can't live here. I can't stay where I am. 
And so please, Mr. Mr. Um, salesperson, help me. Once you get the buyer there, then you can tell the buyer all day long what they should do. You can tell them all day long what you recommend because you've demonstrated a clear understanding of the problem they're struggling with. But in lieu of understanding the problem, you start preaching to buyers. Oh, my God. Like, I, it took every ounce of my soul not to lose my shit. I guess maybe you thought I did lose my shit. But, oh, my God, when he started t- challenging my business strategy, literally, and he didn't even understand my business strategy, that's the fastest way to a hang-up you can ever get. So, with that, <clears throat> with that, with that, I hope this is helpful. I see your stuff here, but there's just so many I can't get to. Um, but everybody, look, J.R. Woods, Norman, Sarah, Maurice, Rena, Jacob, uh, Christopher Kershaval, uh, Brooklyn, you know, um, Bishal, Gustav, Nicole, Policio, to all of you and everybody else, thank you so, so much. You know what I'm saying? Until next time, peace. I'm out. If you want to gap sell me, text me right here. I almost forgot. If you want to gap sell me, text me right here. If you're good, I'll be nice to you and I will buy. I will buy. If you find a problem I have or, or my company has a sales guy, we will buy. So text me, Gapsell Keenan. Maybe you can be on Gapsell Keenan 39. 38's coming up next week. So stay tuned, stay focused, and until next time, peace. I'm out. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Get it.